0: Go Late Selects, brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive, and
1: unmissable content only on Sky. Go down, go down, go down. Oh, me head, Simon. Jesus. What's wrong with you? I'm still recovering from my Christmas party. Oh, listen. 48 hours ago, but
2: my oh, God. God. I've had I've to spend most of the days since wearing Dunn's bags over my shoes. <sighs> it's what a night.
1: Yeah, well that's cause you you can't be seen in public for a while after what you did. Jesus well, Christ.
2: I mean See, in fairness
1: if we got thrown out of one bar, we got thrown out of several.
2: Well, I warned you about carrying that shaving kit round with you. Let's do it! Yeah.
1: And welcome to Go Loud Selects episode number. Schmidt, lower,
2: lower, lower,
1: please. Was, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And welcome to yeah, Go Loud Selects. Much better. A Go Loud original, a Go Loud production, and it's brought to you by the people at Sky. Is that tender so, enough for you? Or Alka Seltzer? They'd be good sponsors <clears throat> this week. Okay, let's let's be honest off the bat. We yeah. didn't have our Christmas party.
2: <laughs> we didn't. No. No, unfortunately, two of my babies weren't wet and I had to stay at home with them because they were very
1: poorly and all, anyway. <laughs> and it ain't no party if Simon's not there. So, well, so no. what did you do on Saturday night, John? Because I was all dressed up and ready to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went out on my own. No, I sat at home and just <laughs> watched some really bad Christmas films that I'm. Uh, going to talk about later in the, the podcast, but no, I, I, I didn't do anything. I don't do anything anymore.
2: Don't be making me feel guilty now, Lance. It's just, it's not cancelled. It's just merely kicked down the road a bit. Sure. How, how far
1: down the road, Simon? March. It's <laughs> <laughs> kicked down from one end of the M50
2: to the fucking <laughs> other. No, it will be done, gentlemen. It will be done. And it'll be even better. Oh, it's don't you know be it. We'll be, we'll be out on nearly eight o'clock one night. What
1: whoa, you ho, on the lads
2: we start at seven uh, this being a televisual and filmic recommendations podcast yes although you wouldn't think of it in the last couple of weeks we've done football quizzes and talked about all sorts of stuff bono mainly um this is brought to us by the brought to you by the good people at sky do you have a recommendation this week <laughs> they do and it's not bono related
3: Waiter, your best champagne please
2: So you got three duties, stag do, get
0: me to the altar and the speech There's one more thing Well it's going to be a dry wedding
2: I am freaking out about the oh, wedding My brother's never going to speak to me again Oh no. I need to change I need to give up everything.
3: Food, booze, drugs,
1: sex
2: And chocolate oranges Sex addiction, you get that from me
1: Excellent, it's, what it have it we got? It's sound really good and really funny It's called Rosie Malloy Gives up everything okay? Ah right Okay sounds like you, you might have heard of this It stars I've got a bit of,
2: Yeah I've got a bit yeah. of Inside scoop for you In this one Carry on Okay
1: Okay well I'll give you I'll give you the synopsis of it And then you can tell us What Please you know do. So it stars the brilliant Sheridan Smith Who you will have seen In Gavin and Stacey Benny Dorm, Other shows like that So she's got She's got good a, acting chops and B, comedy chops. And this very much seems like a comedy. It also stars Ardlo Hanlon and Pauline McGlynn. So, yeah. two of the father Ted quartet right there. So, basically, uh, Sheridan's character, Rosie Malloy, is addicted to everything. And I'll, I'll list out the everything she's addicted to smoking, alcohol, Xanax, Adderall, caffeine, and. And for this reason alone, we should get her on the podcast. She's addicted to Terry's chocolate oranges.
2: Oh, Sheridan, please come on the show.
1: Please. (laughs) So anyway, all these uh, addictions are not good and they uh, all manifest themselves in a terrible incident at her brother Joey's wedding, which leaves her ending uh, ending up and waking up in hospital. And this is the come come to Jesus moment where she realises she has to give up everything.
2: I mean, you're talking about uh, Sheridan Smith, Ada, and you're saying she, this girl has got great acting chops. Let me just verify that by giving you a couple of, couple of things she's done over the years. First of all, her vocally as a singer, two nominations for Classic Brit Awards. And when it comes to the stage, she's been nominated for Broadway World UK Awards, Evening Standard Awards, nominated four times for Laurence Olivier's. She's wow. won two. Wow. Uh, Manchester Theatre Awards, What's on Stage Awards. Then we go to television. She's been nominated three times for BAFTA. She's won once. She's been nominated twice for uh, Emmys, uh, National Television Awards, RTS Awards, TV Choice Awards, and Women in Film Film and Television Awards. This girl uh, is a phenomenal performer. Um, And the inside scoop I have you is that I'm currently filming with Ardle. Ah. Yeah, yeah, and, and so the chats are obvious when you hang around, like, what, what's coming out, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I've just done this thing with them, um, with Sheridan Smith, and I said, oh, yes, I've seen the trailers for it." I said, she's phenomenal, and he said, unbelievably phenomenal. He was saying, like, you know, when, when you get someone like Ardle who spent, I don't know, many hours on sets over the last 25 years, and he said, the girl blew me away, like, and she's in every single day, she's in every single scene. Her energy, her performance, staggering stuff and when you have people like ardle uh talking about another actor uh, in those kind of terms she is quite phenomenal isn't she that's very interesting
1: um yeah. plus the fact you 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 have revealed one of the stars you are working with on this oh, is is it the yeah. the thing you're doing up in the thing and the thing don't say anything anybody right well, i literally <laughs> just didn't say anything <laughs> there other than the thing and the thing and the thing
2: okay yeah. um well yes uh, so he was talking about working with Pauline again and all that, and that it was great crack, and mm-hmm. they knew each other so well and all that. And then working with Sheridan, and he just he was kind of talking about her in awe, like you know what I mean? Because like when you're on a long shoot like that and you're in every Jays scene, the, the the energy that takes, the the concentration, the commitment to the role, she's quite a quite a phenomenal performer. I mean, in terms of. Theater, television—you know, singing. Like she's a phenomenal singer, um, hmm. and she's been nominated for not just plays but music as well. She did Funny Girl on stage, and she was nominated for that for, I think, in Olivier. Like she's, she is the, she is the genuine. Triple threat, they call them, you know, the, the singers, actors and dancers. She's an incredible talent.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I was completely underselling her then going, oh, you know, she was in Benidorm and she's got acting chops. Oh, I
2: mean, no, she's she's amazing.
1: Yeah. Even looking at some of her movie credits here, most recently the yeah. ra- the uh, Railway Children and she was in The Huntsman, yeah. uh, The Sea Word uh, and, and, and many other things. So yeah. on that alone, it has a major star in its lead role. So yeah. that will give you confidence in this show. And from having uh, a look at some reviews online, it's very funny, it's very bang on the money, and it's very entertaining. And there's six half-hour episodes, which is just, just a nice, nice amount to get your, get your chops around, so did to speak. You know one of the
2: first gigs that she did, Ado? And people remember it as soon as I mentioned it. Did she work <laughs> in, uh, in a petrol station filling cars? That was one of my she first have, jobs. What was, what was no, one of your was, first jobs? She, she was in the Royal Family. Remember the Royal Family? Of course, yeah. All right, Jim, what are you doing in here? Having your bloody head. No, what? The queen of bloody sheba in there has only stolen the batteries out of me bloody remote control. What for? To fan her bloody self, that's what I'm for. So I have to sit for an hour and watch location, location, low-bloody-cation. Well, why don't you just turn it over at the telly? Because that's what she wants, can't you see that? Me up and down like a blue-ass fly. She's the puppet master, pulling his strings. She played Emma. Remember Lekio? Lekio's girlfriend, Emma. Ah, uh, yes. Lekio he's a lazy sod. I don't know where he gets it from. Yeah. Ah, oh, very fond memories of that, and Ralph Little, uh, and of course, I loved that Jim show. Jim Royal. I don't know how it got there, but. Uh, He's a lazy sod, him, and I don't know where he gets it from. Some nights I have to sit here till seven o'clock before your man gets home to make me tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking uncanny. Okay, so
1: to wrap this up, it's on Sky Comedy and indeed yes. now uh, from December seventh. Which, if you're listening on the uh, the day of the podcast is released, that is today.
3: I just need to cut down, but
1: I divide everything by half. Another job. That takes me from Keith Richards to Lindsay Lowen. and she still looks hot. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Because I did ask you a question uh, going off on a tangent. What was your first ever job?
2: My first real, like normal job? Something that you got paid a few, a few pounds uh, for. My first ever paid job I drove a forklift in a, in a printing factory uh, when I was 16 during my summer holidays. Oh, that sounds exciting. Did you ever crash it sort of fucking joyride on? Oh, it? Jesus, yeah. Best part about it was <laughs> I used to do, we used to do night shift, right? So we used to work from... Uh, Seven in the evening, seven in the morning. So it was three days on, four days off. He did three 12-hour shifts. I mean, Dad got me good to him. He, worked in the, he was a printer. He worked in the factory and he okay. got me the job, obviously. But I remember after a couple of weeks in, you started learning the sort of ins and the outs. And, and then I discovered uh, that uh, in the warehouse, right? In the warehouse, oh. they had a little bed up in the rafters. And what they would do is, the forklift drivers would take turns and you get onto the forks and they go and they lift you up there and you get into a little bed. It was lovely warm, it was up near the scene and you had a little hours' kip and then it uh-huh. did beep, and you come back down. <laughs> <It's> looking great. <laughs> it was deadly, absolutely deadly. Because uh, it was like That's two funny. o'clock in the morning, and the place was fucking dead. We'd done all the, the deliveries that arrived, we had everything in the factory and it was kind of dead. And then you just thought, oh, what the fuck are we doing? You do take now? turns, have having- Open your little football with the forklifts and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> <laughs>
1: forklift football. I think I've seen that on like some fucking sports channel once upon a time oh, late yeah. at night.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, crack. It was a great job. I was only sixteen. Like I couldn't even. I don't think I had a license to drive a car, but I was herding around on two <laughs> wheels in this forklift truck in sandy, <laughs> industrial estate. It was great, crack. And then at the end of the week, someone gave me a few quid. Brilliant, great stuff. All right, your first job was what? Uh
1: Well. Like my very first job, like one of my earliest memories, is working in a petrol station out in I was out in Palmerstown? It was a Stad Oil garage back then. I used to fill up the cars and wash the cars and change tires and put oil yeah. in your put oil in your car. And I remember oh, one. I thought you were like when
2: you said you worked in a petrol station, like you worked behind the counter. No,
1: no, no. It was out in the forecourt. You made more money, You made more tips.
2: Oh, it was back man. in the day when people would tip you for filling up their car. Yeah, it was very. I really enjoyed it. Except, for, and I want, I want to try and guess what JC is for his paid job was. I'm going to say that he was a trainee butler in some estate in Moulin Yeah. That's <laughs> no, it, yeah. That it,
1: it's not going to be straightforward given John's no, it's not. Uh, admission given John, a couple John's of weeks ago. John's tell us that, that he used
2: to work in the fucking Alpine ski lodge or something doing varnishing cabins or something. He <laughs> well, he revealed a few weeks ago that he was once upon a time a professional poker player. So,
1: Johnny... i to hear this. If you say a fucking news agent you're off the show, what is it?
0: No, the first job I had, I remember it was 17, like first job like for that lasted longer than a half yes. day because I had jobs where I walked out after a few hours. Oh, yeah, so I had them. Uh, it was actually in Dunn's, the HQ, which is now an actual Duns on Georgia Street. They used to be like uh, offices for their, their staff, their office staff. And right. I remember being 17, couldn't get a job all year because I did my leaving serve and I just turned 17. And this guy who interviewed me, who was his last week in the job, He's like, "How would you like to work in accounts?" I was like, "I don't know anything about accounts." You're hired. So, uh I worked in a, basically wow. was the glorified accountant for a year, earning lots of money and had no idea what I was doing, and no one cared. It, then, uh, it
2: wasn't as fucking dull as it sounds. It
0: was back in the day, uh, Simon. We had to like print out the computer paper, you know, the the reams of green and kind of yeah,
2: perforated edges. The printing factory that I worked in made that paper. For <laughs> well, fuck's sake, we <laughs> did. I'm fucking telling you. That's that's what we we printed that fucking paper with the holes down the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Place, we the made the didn't... paper that you wrote your type and your words and numbers in.
0: Huh? The place ran on that paper. It was everywhere. It just reams Man, of you were
2: keeping me in a job. I yeah. wouldn't have been able to play forklift football if you hadn't kept ordering <laughs> the paper. You know what I mean? Thank God. Thank God. But uh,
0: yeah, I did it for about a year and um, that was enough for me. It then soon turned into a, the Duns uh, on Georgia Street. And yeah. That was the end of that. But uh, very quickly, I remember it was a very charming... Guy worked at the, the reception desk at front. I was at a bit of crack with him. And then one day arrived and he was gone. And it turns out oh. him and his low-level criminal gang had turned up over the weekend and stolen every single co- computer Printer, and everything else out of the place. Jesus
2: Christ! See, I knew, I knew there'd be something in there. I knew there'd be a little way to story in there from Johnny. There um, always speaking, is. There you go. Um, speaking yes. of chocolate oranges, is Uncle Brian on the line? Uncle Brian? He's outside your window. Open your okay. window and reveal. Come on in Dr. through the Royce, window, Brian. Are you in the bed? hello? We're good. We listened to that warbling, garbling we were doing about first jobs. I was.
3: My first job was very similar to Aidan's. I worked. In a uh-huh. petrol station in claim but fun fact I lost the job when he set my leg on fire and i'll explain let me let me, my, let me tell my let me tell for i'll tell these and i still actually have the mark on my leg i'm 37 now and i still have the mark on my leg i had that job 21 years ago so essentially what was happening was um earlier in the day this was like it was a job i got during the summer mm-hmm. and i was filling up someone's jerry can and whatever happened i think i'd sprayed a bit of it on the side a jerry can leg.
2: where are we on the outskirts of berlin
3: <laughs> <laughs> well you know like the jerry cans is that what they call them yeah jerry you cans. Know, like the, yeah, right. whatever anyways so I uh, had filled up one of them had spritzed it on the side of me leg um didn't have time to change my trousers or whatever so a few hours went by anyway, about five or six hours it obviously had dried and i was taking my break and at the time being the stupid 16 year old that i was i was smoking and i had matches and i had lit this lit the cigarette and then I was doing like literally like flicked the match out like just like you know like flicked it out and it caught against the pants and literally pff, literally all leg went up and like that was fine like i mean it was literally just dumped water on it straight away and it was like okay that was scary and you know, like the pants had burned through and I had to call my mom to
2: bring another pair of pants
3: and that was it. Jesus. Quit quit the job the next day. It was like, I can't, I can't possibly go back. But you
2: still got the scar from it.
3: Yeah, still have the mark. It actually, yeah, it burned like it burned like pretty near to be bollocks. Now it didn't singen, oh, thank Christ, but
2: lovely. it was
3: very near to it. Like the mark is like basically on the inner part of my thigh, but no,
2: it's a good oh, job yeah. you didn't do it nowadays because you're not to be down near your knees if you're older. You know what I mean? Oh
3: yeah, this is it. Yeah, I find that as well. I actually find that when I sit down, now, I have to kind of. like... <laughs> And this is the thing, because like, like, I, I, it, oh, it's just a thing noticed. It's 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 I, I've noticed in years, I've never, it's never had this problem. Now I have to kind of like, pull everything up before <laughs>
2: right, so. Jesus, how have we got here?
1: Well, yeah, Ricky Gervais does a whole monologue on that and how He ball. does, yeah, and they float in the bath.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that right? I didn't know. You see, I'm not yeah, a big fan said, of Ricky Gervais. Yeah,
2: he was saying that when he gets older, no one warned him about the the descending nuts. And he said, now when i gets in mm. the bath. He said, they float up like a pair of light boys in the bath. <laughs> and they look at me <laughs> Like a life raft. Oh, oh Jesus my. Christ. Anyway. Set
1: yourself on fire to your droopy testicles. How are you, Brian? Good to Good. have you. Back. I'm very well. Thanks for having me back. Oh, my Great God. stuff. So in the run up to uh, Christmas, is there yeah. um is there Christmas movies coming out? Is it still a thing every year we get one or
3: two yeah. New movies? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean in cinemas at the minute there's that thing violent night.
0: You ain't driving, are you?
2: I steer a little, but the Ranger do my sword. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Which, oh, okay,
3: the concept of it is brilliant. It's essentially Die Hard, but with Santa Claus in the role of John McClane. I mean, okay. you see, that's it. You hear that and you're thinking, brilliant.
2: Yeah, it sounds a like a website. fucking episode of Family Guy.
3: But That's kind of it. It's a little bit shit. That's the thing. Like, it's just the concept uh, kind well, of it runs it? out pretty quickly. Like,
1: let's have a look. Is it The Rock or something?
3: No, it's David Harbour. He was in.
1: Oh, he's, um, um, he's, of Ex- no,
3: he's good. He's good. But it's one of those films that you can very like. I think if they had got a better director, a, a, a director that had a bit more kind of a command of action rather than just making gory kind of set pieces, it might have been better. Mm. Um, and ultimately as well the fact that it's like the fact that it's Santa Claus you know he's going to survive so there's no real kind of threat to it like the great thing the great thing about the first Die Hard and what has subsequently made the rest of them so poor is if you were to watch the first Die Hard and not know who Bruce Willis or John McClane is you'd think he's just this ordinary cop who's just running around a building being chased by these international terrorists, and he's you know pulling, you know glass out of his feet and all the rest of it. Like you can actually see him get injured.
1: I thought I told all of you I want
3: radio silence until oh, further. Than- I'm
2: very sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. But I figured since I waxed Tony and Marco and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might be a little lonely, so I wanted to give you a call.
3: How does he know so much about this? This is very kind of here your- you like jump forward all the way to the very last one yeah and it's like he's rambo like he's jumping out of airplanes or he's jumping out of helicopters and blowing stuff up and it just there's no kind of threat to it anymore and that's kind of the problem with violent night as well as that santa is literally just beating the shit out of people which again <laughs> totally cool like yeah like you're laughing you're chuckling away and i was too but like it doesn't I don't know, like the concept doesn't sustain it long enough for it to be anything more than just okay. Like it's grand. Like if you were in the, if you had to go to the cinema, you could see a lot worse things, but it's not, not great either. Like put it that way.
2: So it's shite.
3: It's not shit. It's okay. Like it's two stars. <laughs> like, or to put it into cherry, chocolate, orange, and yes. Uh, eight, I want to say.
2: Yeah, Is it's not right? great.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 there's been better. There's definitely been better out there.
2: By the way, did you know Sheridan Smith loves chocolate orange?
3: Who's, who's that now in their own?
2: Sheridan Smith playing the lead of the new Sky Series. Rosie gives up everything.
3: Is that the thing you're doing? Is it?
2: No, this (laughs) is a start. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ no, but sorry, Brian, he, sorry, no.
1: he did reveal that one of the co-stars of this Rosie Gives Up Everything is Ardlo Hanlon and he's also one of the co-stars in Simon's Top Secret production that he's
2: working ah, <laughs> on right. anyway meanwhile uh, anything decent worth watching in the cinema uh
1: yeah Papa <gasps> it speaks. he's just a puppet no I'm not I'm a real boy
3: uh, for sure, there's that thing Pinocchio. There's the new version of Pinocchio. Any interest in that? Tom Hanks. No. No. Ewan Which McGregor. one is this no. now? No, this is the one.
2: Ewan McGregor.
3: Yeah. Do you not like Ewan McGregor? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Go on. Go I on. do.
1: I like him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I I think in some movies he's been fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Philip Morris. Um, it's a fucking great movie.
3: That's a great film, by the way. Yeah. I the watched imagine.
2: Him. Only the,
3: last
1: week in a movie with Pierce Brosnan, where Pierce Brosnan is a former U.S. president and with a Navan accent, the ghost, the, yeah, the ghost, and Hugh McGregor's uh, a writer, and he's he's brought in to um to write his his autobiography or to take it. There the was a fella doing it, and he he died in suspicious circumstances. It's actually not a bad movie.
3: That was a Robert Harris book, actually. I know you're a big fan of Robert Harris. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's right. Anyway,
2: anyway
1: tell McGregor us about does he have a big
3: nose? He does He does have a big nose Guillermo del Toro Do you know him?
2: I've heard of him Yeah he used to play For Arsenal I think Didn't he?
3: He did That's right back in the day Yeah him and Rude Hullet.
2: Yeah good uh, two there. To play
3: for Arsenal I don't <laughs> fucking know
2: Oh no you don't And that blatantly Fucking Showed that you don't. It does want doesn't play it Having a clue, I want a, clue. I want a clue Oh dear God
3: <laughs> almighty
2: Carry couldn't. on Guillermo Anyways. del Toro
3: Del Toro, yeah, so he did uh, Pan's Labyrinth, um, and he did. He did uh, the and she Shays wasn't of Water. happy
1: about it. <laughs> 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 right. Let me ask you this: Why are we getting another remake of Pinocchio? <sighs> the time has not been since the nineteen forties.
3: Yes, there's like it's very, very. It's a very uh, commonly uh, adapted story. What's yeah. different about this one is is that it's done using stop motion animation, which is like Wallace oh, and Gromit cool. kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. The setting of it is very interesting as well. It's set in 1930s fascist Italy. Um, David Bradley voices Geppetto. And Ewan McGregor is um, Sebastian Cricket. And Tilda Swinton is in there. She plays this wood sprite that actually brings Pinocchio back to life. I love this. I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was really, really clever. Really, really smart. A lot different from the Tom Hanks one earlier this year, which was basically just a very, well, it was a Disney version of Pinocchio, whereas this yeah. kind of takes more from the kind of the folk tale. It's a little bit more darker.
2: but a bit Tim Burton-esque by the sound of it, is it?
3: Kind of, but like, I mean, I think Tim Burton does that whole kind of like fucking goth thing, and it's just, it's very, very kind of old hat now, whereas this mm. kind of, this version of Pinocchio, it would be closer to uh, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, his horrors. Like he did this great horror a couple of years ago called Crimson Peak. Mm. which was this really, um, really like beautifully designed kind of like, it was so gorgeous, but it was a horror film. And he did like Pan's Labyrinth, which was again, a, kind of like a fairy tale and a horror mixed together. But um, that was in, that's in cinemas now. And then it's going into Netflix then shortly afterwards. So it's mm-hmm. definitely worth watching.
1: Ron Perlman is in it as the, yeah. uh, who's the other name I was looking at there? I was like, oh, they're famous too. Oh, it's, it's gone off me. screen. Kate Blanchett? Uh, no, you, oh, Christopher Waltz.
3: Yes, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he Jesus, plays that's the. A um, cast.
1: It oh, is Christ. no, it's a
3: brilliant cast. That's the thing of it. Like it has it, and compared to the the Disney one, it, yeah. it uses the cast really, really well. Like Christoph Waltz plays the um, the kind of the ringmaster that tries to get Pinocchio to come away, and Ron Perlman plays this local fascist magistrate. Oh, and wow. yeah, no, like I mean, it 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 has a lot. It takes a lot of the kind of the things that are kind of already there in Pinocchio, which is to say, it's actually just a story of Frankenstein. You know, Geppetto loses somebody and then tries to bring them back to life.
2: And, and, and is, is Del Toro yeah. Brian, is, like, is, is he involved with the writing of these scripts? Because it sounds when you're doing a movie like that that the director doesn't just turn up two weeks pre-production. You're involved in the concept of the yes. movie, the storyboarding, what the world is going to look like, the costume design, how you're going to shoot it, the lighting style. Like, obviously Del Toro, and most directors do that anyway, but mm. it sounds like he's, you know, he's involved in the project before it's a project even. Do you know what yes. I mean? In terms of the very, development of the script and story. So.
3: Yeah, yeah, very much so. And like what we were talking about a few weeks back, like, you know, he is one of these directors that just, this, like, within five minutes, five, ten minutes, you're like, yep, that's a Guillermo del Toro film. Like, you can really see it because he has a real big eye for um, production design. You know, that sort of way. Yeah, yeah.
2: God is in the detail, really, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, So, Brian, is this a kid's movie or could Four Grown Men go and see it?
3: I mean, Four Grown Men could definitely go see it, for sure. Like, I mean, it's in, you know, the IFI and the lighthouse. Like, so it's definitely... In those kind of art house cinemas, um, kids could watch it as well for sure. Like I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I mean, I remember growing up and seeing stuff like you know the uh, Labyrinth and uh, the Dark Crystal and uh, Willow, and they were all like fucking terrifying. Like you mm. know, they're really scary in parts. Like, but were kind of billed as you know, oh, that's a kids' film. You know, that's a
1: fantasy kids' yeah. film. But like, oh, they show yeah. The one that oh, still the fucking Trauma is what was the one where the horse fucking drowned in quicksand?
3: Never ending story and oh. the horse is yeah. Oh, that's who so sung
2: funny. the theme who sung the theme tune? Probably you that
3: was, no it was Georgia Moro. It was Irene Cara? No. Oh hang on. I know it. did she just
2: die? She, she did, is. yeah. we yeah. go to her. But she didn't or sing uh the theme tune to never ending story. It was
3: Oh, it's well, Giorgio Moroder wrote the music from Yes, but, but it
2: was sung and performed by Pat Short. No,
3: Cindy Lauper. No, no, um, it was a
2: woman. Shout out, no, it wasn't it? was a man. There, was a, wo- there was a woman did the Le no, Mal. no, it wasn't Kate Bush. Le Mal from Kajagoogo, thank you, is... Kajagoogo, which is dust outside Turban, fecking. Yeah, Limal. He sold us. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So you like this one, Brian.
3: Are you gonna score it with your Terry's jump orange? Mm. Yeah. Yes, I will. I will give this one uh I will give this fifteen out of twenty, Ooh. which would be four
2: out of five, yeah. thank dang 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 dang. We have a wiener. Fifteen out of twenty. Mm. Nice. Um will we talk about Christmas movies for a short moment. Sure. sure. Uh Ado, Doctor Jason
1: I want to oh, get right. beyond It's a Wonderful Life. Are we going for our favourites? Well, I the... think I'm just
2: going to ask you straight out, favourite Christmas movie of all time, Ado. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? Okay, fuck it. i am going to say um, the one I've just forgotten the name of it, um, that everyone goes, it's oh, not a Christmas movie. The big ensemble cast, Alan Rickman. Die Hard. No. Oh, actually, right, let's start again. Oh,
3: love, actually, love, actually.
2: I left Elton's where there were a hefty number of half-naked chicks with their mouths open in order to hang out with you at Christmas. Well, Bill. It's a terrible, terrible mistake, Chubbs. But you turn out to be the fucking love of my life.
1: Yeah, Love Actually, that's the one. I love oh, that film at Christmas. Christ. I knew that would be your fucking reaction and I'm sure it's uh, oh, you're not the only dear, one reacting Jesus. like that now going, Jesus. But no, like in terms of childhood memories, um, it has to be Die Hard. Every Christmas Eve, my mother and father would go out to meet friends and me and my brother would stay up late and we'd watch Die Hard because it's on TV every Christmas Eve yeah. and we'd beat the shit out of each other and fucking, we used to like eat all the, the stuffing from the Christmas dinner the next day. We used right. to eat raw actually. We just nicked it out of the fridge. Big guy, okay, motherfucker.
2: And then our parents. Was this Jordan fucking Charles Dickens time, or did you just eat raw <laughs> was the 80s, Simon, and... yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. My so hard right. was out in the 80s, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uncle Brian? Scrooged. Nice. It's mine too. Oh, that's mine know. too. I well, I have two, but that is one of them. I fucking adore that movie, and it's one of those movies that if it's on at whatever point in the movie, if it's on, and I flick through it, i stay and watch it to the end. I yeah. fucking love it. Same exact is that same. One with Mike
3: like, no, no. no, 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 no. This is the one with Bill Murray.
2: Bill Murray. Ah, yes. Yeah, ah, brilliant. It's Bill Murray, yeah, it's brilliant. Classic. Like
3: Bill Murray plays this uh TV Bill? executive, yeah, and he's uh, a pro. And he's just a complete prick in it. And it's that's a Christmas carol. It. it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's a Christmas carol, yeah. Yeah. With America's favorite old fart. Like I'm um sorry. But yeah, no, it's it's what I love about it is is that uh you know, it was Bill Murray back when he gave a shit. You know, you yeah. watch him now and he just you can tell he's just falling in, like he doesn't have yeah. the same kind of energy. And that's not being age, like he just doesn't have the same now. Join but he had a great father, supporting
2: cast as well. Oh, the cab driver, the fairy, yeah. the the brother, and it's like the, the Carol Kane. The, yeah, it's just such a good supporting cast. I'm going to give you another one. That's my favorite movie, and I'm going to say it's a Christmas movie, and you're both going to say, Nah, it's not. But it's one. Of, it's it probably be my top ten of all time movies. Some like it hot.
1: You the replacement for the bass and sax? That's us,
2: and I'm Daphne. And, uh, this is uh, uh, Joe Zavine. Okay. Yeah. I'm sugar cane. Aye, sugar cane. Yeah, I changed. It used to be sugar Kowalczyk. You Polish? Yes. I come from this musical family. My mother is a piano teacher. My father was a conductor.
0: Where did he conduct?
2: On the Baltimore, Ohio. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Jack Lance. Oh Martin. god, what a movie! Mm-hmm. I've just got engaged. Wow, you go? who's the who's the lucky girl? I am. I love it. <laughs>
3: Who actually is? I was going to say, how would you class that as a Christmas film? Because I mean, I suppose yeah, start of it, yeah, yeah, and and actually the start of it, it's it's during the Christmas period, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just
2: after, and they they head down to Florida to the sun, you know, because they both got a cold because they've no money and they're fucking gigging jumping gig to gig, and it's actually based on a musical, based on a musical called Sugar after obviously. Marlon Monroe's character Sugar Kowalski, but it's just packed full of utter gems. The dialogue is amazing; it's shot beautifully. Mm. Tony Curtis mm. now he talks like that. Uh, yeah, it it just hits just a beautiful. Is it a Christmas movie? Am I going mental? Maybe. Yeah,
3: I'd call it a Christmas movie for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, well then JC is going to round it out by giving us his favorite Christmas movie. JC, can I guess uh, what
1: yours is, John? Uh, yeah, please. Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger.
3: That's not, that's not a bad choice, in fairness.
0: <laughs> it's a close second. Um, I'm going to say it's Elf. It's, again, one of my favourites, but it is an undeniable Christmas classic and I watch it every single year in a cinema. It's a Wonderful oh. Life. Uh, a masterpiece, uh, a masterpiece of so. film. Yeah,
1: you go to the cinema to see it, do you?
0: Every year, yeah. Oh, that's um, lovely. I would say, and it's, I last the same of you, Brian and Simon, mm. obviously at the end of It's a Wonderful Life and uh, as you're dead inside, the emotions well up, you can't help it. That monologue to camera by Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge, does it get you every time? Or do you just think, ah, oh, he's just doing his life. A hundred percent,
3: hundred percent. And like, I think what's interesting about it is, is because you, you can actually te- he actually does look like he's unraveling. I don't know how you think yeah. about this, John, or you, John, uh, you, Simon, but like you actually, he actually does look like he's unraveling. Like he really does look like he's going through something like, and he is, you know, really selling it. Like, It's one of those moments,
2: Brian, where you feel as an audience member watching it that you've gone through the fucking journey with the actor. Yes. Yes do you know do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. He's carried yeah. you right through this movie. It's breathless it's he's getting the shit beaten out of him physically mentally. his brain is fucking scrambled egg. he's been shot out, fucked out of buildings he's been knocked down hit yeah. with a fucking frying pan <laughs> you know shot a toaster he's, shot, yeah, toaster. he's been sh- he's shot all over his assistant's fucking child he's a pig, and then when it gets to that moment of redemption at the end. You, I I'm fucking exhausted watching this and I'm with him. I'm fuck he's just he's on the brink of falling over and fucking dropping dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's taking us with with him over the whole movie. It's brilliant. Yeah. Spot no, on. that's
3: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like a treadmill. Like, and that's I think that's almost kind of the point of it as well, because yeah, it's you're meant to co- like you're meant to come to the end of it exhausted, like like him. And like yeah. you say, being brought through it, like and yeah. you know, you can't he can't keep the, the veneer up. He can't keep the armor yeah. up anymore. He just has to let it all out, like, which is what he's doing. But yeah, and it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious.
2: And But you know what? It's not far away from his performance in Groundhog Day. It's a similar yeah. storyline too. He's made, there's a mirror held up against him and made him look at, his, look at the way he's living his life and he has to change for his life to move on. It's the same fucking storyline as Groundhog Day, which is another yeah. masterpiece, by the way.
3: Yeah, for sure, yeah. I think I would say now, and I'd, I'd be curious to know, hear what you think about this. I feel like Groundhog Day; it's nowhere near as chaotic. Like Scrooge, to me is is chaos, but you know, into yeah. into kind of like funneled into a Christmas Carol. Whereas in Groundhog Day, the chaos burns out of it very, very quickly, and then it's just like you're into the drudgery of it. No, not not to say that it's a, 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 it's a it's a pain to watch or anything like that. But, you again, it's that thing of, like, when you come to the end of the film, you feel like you've lived the years that Bill Murray has lived, which I think is...
2: In Groundhog underrated. Day, that's exactly yeah. it, and it's the same thing, it's the same point, he reaches that monologue at Gobbler's Knob, but when he finally delivers the fucking, the weather, you know, and, and you feel like you've been on that journey with him, because, again, same thing in, the, in Groundhog Day, he's been... Hung John and Quartered yeah. Literally, you know he's he's mm. come through it. And then what I love about that movie is is the way that he rebuilds himself as a person. And mm. you, we go through it every day. That he's fucking running down the street to catch the young for falling out of the fucking tree. He's <laughs> running to the restaurant to fucking help the Mayor. Fucking he's choking on fucking steak. And and by the way, little nuggets about uh, and you, you, one of you will know this. I know you will. Uh, there's an actor in that movie makes it's his first ever movie. Yes, on, on I know screen. that. And it's the scene where he gives the tickets to WWH to the newly married couple. Aido JC, do you know who the actor is?
3: You are the best. No, you are the best. Rita, this is Debbie and Fred Clyder. Hi. Hi! Here you go, kids. Congratulations. What
2: is this? No way. no way. WrestleMania! No way! <laughs> How did you know? We're like be in Pittsburgh anyway. Thank hey,
0: you, Mr. Connors. You're a real pal. Oh, this is the <laughs>
2: best. No, it's Michael Shannon. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. That was his that's first true. fucking movie. And yeah. he's in, what, two scenes in the movie?
3: All the two scenes. And it's yeah. he just goes, Wrestlemania. And, and, he's, and he
2: delivers one word. And he's fucking brilliant. Mm. And he's, again, looks really crazy as well. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, meanwhile, back as uh, you, JC, uh, where, where else were you going Christmas-wise, movie-wise? uh i'll
0: give you one like again totally off the beaten track and i think we can probably name all the classics for the next hour or two if we wanted but there's one i watched a couple years ago it's on youtube in its entirety it's part of the criterion collection it's called blast of silence you're going to be party to an attempt
2: to kill a man this is the asphalt jungle this is new york city with its fancy women and fancy hoodlums it's a Christmas movie. It's Christmas, a Christmas duty. titled movie. <laughs> Blast of oh, Silence. Yeah, it's
0: about this hitman. He has sent. He's been sent to kill a low level mafia boss on Christmas Eve. And his, again, like Bill Murray in those films, his life is just not what he hoped it would be. He's kind of depressed. He wants love, lads. It's all he wants, but he still oh, has sure to carry that. out this hit. It's very dark. It's very low budget. It's a joy, and it's all on YouTube. I would highly recommend it.
1: Blast of Silence. Even hitmen need love
2: basically and you know what I'm going to throw another one out there because w- the, the Christmas movie that makes the cockles of my heart glow and I adore watching is White Christmas Snow 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 Snow, snow It won't be long before we'll all be there with Snow Snow Snow
0: I want
2: to wash my hands, my face, and hair with snow. Snow,
3: I long to clear a path and lift a spade of snow. Snow.
2: I'm dreaming. Oh Jesus! You sound like Zippy from fucking (laughs) Rainbow. He does actually. I'm I'm (laughs) Bungle, Fuck you. You sound more like Bungle actually. (laughs) Fuck you. White Christmas. Yeah. Starring Bing Crosby. Yes. Francis Albert Sinatra. Mm -hmm. Grace Kelly. Yes. Danny Kaye. Yes. It is beautiful. It is the Christmas movie. Anyway. It also Um, stars
1: Rosemary Clooney. Is she any relation to George?
2: His auntie. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Rosemary Clooney was George's auntie, yeah. And Vera Ellen. Vera Ellen, yeah. And Dean Jagger, any relation to Mick? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is, yeah. (laughs) And, and And Mary Wicks, is she any relation to the Wicks from EastEnders?
2: That's right, Curly, yeah, Curly Wicks and, um, yeah, Simon Wicks. Yeah, Curly Watts, were, Curly yeah,
1: Wicks.
2: But... <laughs> Curly Watts was in Coronation Street. Yeah, is. who was Wicks? Who was the bin man in Coronation Street? Oh, who um, was the Les bin man? Eddie, Eddie Yates. Used oh, yeah. to live with Hilda Ogden remember? He rented a house off, off Hilda Ogden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the fucking cat's name in Coronation Street in the opening? I don't know,
2: but I do remember as a child, my mother loved Coronation Street. Oh, and I poor, used to... And I to—I couldn't pronounce Hilda Ogden. I used to call her Hilda Obda.
1: You're not off that sideboard. By the time I can three, I'll sling you off. Try
2: it. <laughs> Hilda Obda. <laughs> and a bizarre story. Another fucking tangent. Sure, why not? We're three hours into it. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, another tangent, right? I ended up doing Coronation Street <clears throat> five years ago. And my oh, you remember that? Yes. Yeah, and my mother, God be good to her, was such a devotee of curry right? And my mother looked like, you know, Betty, Betty's Betty's hot pot. Remember Betty? Yeah, yeah. My mom looked like her. She had dark curly hair, brown eyes, right? And uh, my man loved Betty, right? And I, when I went in to do Carrie, a mate of mine was directing the episodes, uh, Ian Bevis. and we, he, I met him in the dressing room and he said, come on, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you into the Rover's return just to acclimatise, he does this with all new actors who are driving the sets, they don't want to go, oh look at them the rover, so they bring you out before they, and he brought me and he said I'm going to do your first scene in here mate, he said um, and he said I'm doing it under the picture of Betty because she looks like your mum and there's uh. a little boot in Kerry in the rovers and above the boot is a picture of Betty and he said hey yo mate, he said your mum be looking down over you, I was like fuck I was in uh, fucking bits there so you are now how the fuck do we get there from? Fucking, Brian, do you want to yeah. have a
1: guess of what? Um, not what Simon's character's name was, but what, what? was his job occupation? His character was called Phil Phil Wheeler. Did you have an accent, by the way? Were no, you? I was
2: not. I was Irish in it.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey,
3: what yeah, was, was Ellen, Brian? Uh, Phil Wheeler. What was he? A taxi man or something like that? Was he? No, <laughs>
1: no, no, no.
2: Phil no, Wheeler
1: no, no. John.
0: Say a window salesman or something.
3: A fucking window salesman. Oh no way, I'll go for another one. I'll go for another one. Were you a plumber? Were you fixing the plumbing in the rovers? In his
2: overalls. No. I was a jewellery salesman. A jeweler?
3: See there you go. It was like like wheeler dealer. Like that was it. Like I knew it was And I was selling
2: my jewellery out of a briefcase so you could tell it was good stuff. Anyway, uh, Brian, thank you so much uh, for coming (laughs) this week. Thank you. I have no idea what we've just spent the last 40 minutes talking about, but I'm sure it's going to be riveting to some people. Thanks, Brian. Thank
1: you. Right, gents, it's time for what's become a weekly feature on the show. It's time for The Quiz. And seeing as the World Cup is still very much on, and still very much brilliant. I'm really enjoying the football. We're going to have another World Cup quiz this week. Last week, the victor was Simon in the colours of his uh, favourite South American team, Peru.
2: Excellente. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Excellente. Yeah,
1: that, hell. It's one of the many words they, they use in Peru, isn't it? Mucho do They speak in Peru. Peruvian. And? Do they? I don't fucking know. You,
2: you're presuming I've been to Peru.
1: That's a, that's a bad thing. Did they
2: speak Peruvian?
1: So, yeah, Simon won last week uh, on a score of four to three. So, first thing I need to know from our, our, our two uh, contenders this week is what country are you representing? Bear in mind, we're having a penalty shootout.
2: Well, John's going to be the home team this week. So, John, still, who are you? still
1: gone to penalties, by the way. Yeah, oh, uh, okay. I
2: think semi final specialists, penalty specialists, have to be Germany.
1: All right. <clears throat> John is the Germans. Simo,
2: I think for me it has to be it has to be Spain.
1: Okay, all right, we've an all-European semi-final. Yes, the Spanish giants against the German giants. And uh, oh, I'm not going to be um, who was I last week? Pierre, Luigi, Kalina. Yeah, to be a different yeah. ref this week. Hang on, I looked up his name there. Do you know the ref who's the head of Val Kilmer? Danny McKayley
2: McKayle, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Danny McKayley, a.k.a. Val Kilmer, luke Light. Danny
2: McKayley was a Monaghan, Val
1: Kilmer, mate. <laughs> up there now in Scotstown. Shout Scottstown. out to my cousins up in Scotstown. Right, so uh, five questions each, lads, and mm-hmm. if we level at the end of that, we will go to sudden death.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, Simon, as last week's winner, you get the choice of whether you would like to take the first penalty or go second.
2: Well, most football players will tell you that in a penalty shooter, it's always best to go first, so... I am going to go first.
1: Okay, brave choice. He steps up to the ball. Oh, yeah, okay. Are going to take a big run-up for this one? <clears throat>
2: Two foot- I might do, yeah. Now I'm going to run the middle of the middle, of the halfway line, head down and fucking blem, blather it towards you. <laughs> All right, here he comes, folks.
1: Simon, question one. Three people have won the World Cup as both a captain and a manager. Can you name one of them? Captain and manager? Um have won it as a captain and a manager not a, not, they weren't captain and manager at the same time Didier Deschamps let me have a look at my list is correct he was the most recent one yeah. Good answer. Good answer. He as a player in 1998 and as a manager in 2018 the other two being Dirk Kaiser Franz Beckenbauer mm-hmm. and then Mario Zagallo who uh, managed Brazil in the 70s and played for them in 58 and 62 Fantabulous. well done that was the right decision taken the first penalty because there we go. all of a sudden the Germans are under pressure John Which club is providing the most World Cup players for 2022? With
2: 17 players in total. Oh, that's a great question.
1: That's a
0: doozy. That's a good one. Um, That's a
2: great question.
0: I'm going to have... torn here. It's like you could, you know, Real Madrid, Man City. Probably not Barcelona. Um, You think what team are in it and they have like every single player from the
2: one <clears>
1: Club John the, the crowd behind the goal are starting to boo they want an answer oh, um,
2: Spanish fans are whistling at the other end of the stadium Barcelona I think it's Barcelona I think he's right John you listed a few teams
1: there but you settled on the right one it is Barcelona oh, yes. they would have been, yeah 17 players in total uh, playing for obviously various different countries they would have been um, level with Bayern Munich but Bayern Munich dropped to 16 when Sadio Mane was ruled out for Senegal. Ah, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Bayern it's one-one. I like it. All oh, right, this is the first penalty taker, Simon. Yes, sir. Right from the halfway line. Here you come. Which yes. country has appeared at the World Cup eight times, but never advanced past the first round?
2: So they've never got out of the group stage.
1: Yeah, never got out of the group. They've been there
2: eight times. And I've never, never got out at all. Oh, Christ. Um, I'm thinking that it's a team that I've watched this week who are there again, obviously, and got knocked No, but that's the knockout stages. They never got past the group stage. Yeah, eight times, three of
1: the times they didn't get out on goal difference. <clears throat> Austria. Is the wrong answer. Pucks. Now, John, I'm not going to pass it over to you because it's a penalty shootout. Okay? Oh. Yeah. So you know you don't get a oh, yeah. to pick up the point there. It's is just...
2: it is it someone like Switzerland now? Is it like
1: Tunisia? No, the closest you've got to it there, Simon, is you got the first letter right of the country, S. But not Switzerland. South Korea. No. I'll tell you. S. Scotland. Bollocks. They've Scotland. been there eight times. They have, yeah, and they qualified three. Sorry, they qualified for five consecutive tournaments from 74 to 90. So I didn't even hit the post. So I blamed that over the bar, didn't I? That was fucking Rose edge job. Shit. So it is still 1-1. Simon's taken two penalties. John, <clears throat> this Jesus. is your chance to get the lead. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> All but one of Garrett Southgate's squad are based in England. Who is the odd man out? Who is the Johnny Foreigner?
2: that's... Uh, it's the new Gaza, Jude Bellingham. Oh, that's such a fucking easy question. i am I going to go to VAR on that now? Well, you can <laughs> fucking is he right, though? It is Jude Bellingham. It is Jude Bellingham one. because he plays his football in Germany <clears throat> for Borussia great question.
1: Dortmund. Dortmund. Uh, okay, so it's 2-1 to John Simon. Oh, no. Important one to level it. Oh, no. But you'll be happy with this one, okay? Will I? Yeah. Who did Zinedine Zidane? Headbutt in the 2006 final.
2: <laughs> You're
1: the Pucks, Power. You're the Pucks. And I want, you his full, I want his full name.
2: But, well, I only know him by one name. He's the big, big Italian defender, Materazzi.
1: That's his surname. Go well, on. Want his... well, I want his first name as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? No, I'll give you the point. Materazzi is enough. It begins but it's Marco, it's... but.
2: Marco Ma- Matarazzi. Marco Materazzi. Materazzi. Yeah, and he gave him some wallop, didn't he? He had him in the chest. He did. And then there was all sorts of
1: fallouts. And I think there was a legal case after because the accusation was that he had said something about, about his, mother. his mother, which is not yeah. true. Both of them have verified that version of the story. What no, right. did get said was this. Zidane said to Matarazzi, if you want my shirt, you can have it after the game. To which Matarazzi replied, um, that he already had one of his shirts because they had swapped shirts after a previous Italy-France game. So he replied, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have your sister.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Why he him. What and, a way to end a career, though. His last ever game. <clears throat> and walked off throat> past throat> the World Cup. like oh
1: dear. Yeah, an iconic um,
2: image, isn't it? Right, Spain are backing the business here. The Germans are under pressure. Well, they're not that one-up, aren't they? I do
1: Uh, No, it is two all, but again, uh, this is, uh, John is still uh, in the hot seat, so to speak. So to make it 3-2, John, who was David Beckham sent off for kicking at the 1980, sorry, 1998 World Cup? Great question again.
0: Uh, That was El Cholo himself, Diego Simeone.
1: Geez, I'd nearly give you a bonus point for having his nickname. It was indeed Diego Pablo
2: Simeone Gonzalez, nicknamed El Cholo i tell you what, your knowledge is fucking sparkling tonight, kid
1: <laughs> I presume that's John you're
2: referencing, not me Absolutely, oh, although you're doing very well questions, <laughs> questions are great, by the way
1: Okay, so here we go this, oh, They're only
2: great if this one's easy Anyway, what score is it? It's
1: 3-2 uh, it's two, with two questions remaining So Simon, <clears sorry, throat> you've got again You have, have to score this, yeah, shit okay. Right, Simon, here it is, question number four Yes who is the only player to start for Ireland <clears throat> at every one of their World cup games in 1990 1994
2: and 2002 we player to start every game <clears throat> what are the years A well what
1: three World cups have we qualified for <laughs> right,
2: 1994 <clears throat> So, it's three World Cups, 1990, 1994, and 2002, and this pox bottle started every game. Correct? Uh, yes. See, so I'm tempted to say Robbie Keane, but then I'm thinking 1990. Nah. Robbie Keane was 10, yeah. probably. Yeah, I know, and that's why I didn't fucking say it. Hold <laughs> on
1: to your fucking hair. Yeah, that would be impressive. Very.
2: <laughs> started
1: every fucking game. Come on. I need a name
2: because you look, it's just like it's over four, 14 fucking no how many years is it over yeah. this is a trick question Mm-mm.
1: John while you're sitting yeah. there silently do you think you know it I it think matter. I have the answer yes yeah no pressure sigh come on give us a name you will yeah. go kick yourself up the hole if you don't get it am I yeah Stanton oh is that right Steve Staunton. I'm the gaffer. A.K.A. I'm the manager. I'm the gaffer. I'm the boss. I'm the gaffer. Yes, I Steve Staunton represented. Be, I, I had to be a fucking defender. All of their 13 World Cup matches, he captained, of course, the side in 2002. Two, after Roy went home, and then after we went out on the penos to Spain, he announced his retirement. He was done.
2: I'm, I'm fucking surprised myself That's staggering That's Steve impressive.
1: Stanton Yeah yeah It's a good stat for, for Al Stevo, Isn't it? That's a great fucking Let's not forget
2: he's
1: a great fucking player An absolute great footballer Yeah Just if anyone's just You know everybody's doubting that Blinkered by his managerial I'm the gaffer <laughs> Career <laughs> I'm the manager Right so Simon You are back in it But once again uh, John is in control So John You your like question? that
0: Johnny <laughs> I love that yeah I'm the gaffer
2: I not all about that. I'm <laughs> the manager. <and> <laughs> oh, Lenny's waking up. Shit, have I woken Lenny with Steve's dancing impression? He pressure.
0: couldn't believe you got that right. He's so upset. He's like, <laughs> surely Niall Quinn would have been better answer. Oh, yeah, Jesus
2: that would have been um, a decent guess as well. Geez, never so thought I mean. Niall Quinn, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do remember, yeah. Hell. remember the day we got to do keep you uppies <clears throat>
1: with
2: Niall Remember <clears> the day what?
1: We got to do keep you uppies with, <throat> with <throat> Niall Quinn. Do
2: you remember oh, on the telly? We did, yeah, we, we had did. Had with the Champions League trophy. yeah,
1: yeah. I think I got like four or something. I was
2: so nervous. I think I nearly knocked the fucking Champions League trophy off the stand and took gave him a fucking black guy. Like, <laughs> Fuck me, like the Champions League. It was like the two of us had been shown like a football for the first time.
1: Yeah, but it comes in like in, in its own flight case and it has a man with white gloves. You're not know, like touching it. And it's not
2: even the real one. There's about no. five of them. Carry on. What score well, is it? What day of the week is it? Where first, are we?
1: Back to our own penalties. It is currently uh, th- one, two, three, four. Three all, is it? John, I mm. have you answered? Oh, yeah, it's three all. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I've had four
2: questions. This is You've Johnny's fourth question. Point. This is to go and warm up and put the pressure back on España, who are beautiful people. the last one.
1: All right, John, for the Germans. <clears> Which is the last country to win the World Cup as the host nation? Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, that one's a bit easy, okay?
2: <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> it's always right to go uh, first here, yeah. fucking Agent Delaney. Uh, France. Fuck's sake. Ah, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And give me the year. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Well sake, we oh, I... that and Jew Bellingham, they're fuck that's like that's like taking a penalty without the goalkeeper in the fucking goal. <laughs> just if you fucking fell over the bottle, hit him your knee. So I have to score now. so I have to score now, Ada, where I'm out. You
1: will. You will, Simon. I've got everything oh. confidence in you.
2: I'm just thinking now, if I was a Spanish player, which Spanish player would I like to be stepping up to take this one, the pressure one? It's gotta be the beast, hasn't it? Are you gonna go current crop or all time? No, all time. It's gotta be Kind of be the Puyol, isn't it? Oh, did I ever tell you about the time
1: I uh, sat opposite him in a, uh, a restaurant in some little island? Oh, what's it called? Like Fort, fucking Fort Aventura or one of them places. Wow. No. Yeah. And he was just sitting there with his top off with his buddies having lunch. And I was like, and he was still playing at the time. This is about- With uh, his top off? It's about 15 years ago. Yeah. Did you Matt, have your top off? Uh, I did, yeah. I mean, okay. So but, I
2: have to I have to score this or it's all over?
1: Yeah he um, all steps up let's do yeah. this
2: shizzle yeah
1: I'm, I love the way you keep saying it now I have to score don't I yes you fucking do I, fucking
2: know it. I, believe- I bet you it's a pox of a question no I believe you will Simon come how on how do you spell World Cup will be John's last question or something come okay on. are you going left foot or right foot both <coughs> studs up so this, ble- this is a blemmer huh
3: uh, <laughs> what are you doing what are you I doing? doing I just read out the answer
2: South Africa
1: 2 <laughs> y'all scores it's <laughs> for all
2: the Germans are nervous South Africa it's like jeopardy Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the country hosted the World Cup in 2006 <laughs> South Africa I'm sorry
1: I'll never uh, get that gig on who wants to be a millionaire
2: no it. you won't Jesus I wouldn't even get Christ.
1: it on fucking Blackboard Jungle at this rate
2: I wonder what um, the question could have got. Probably not. The
1: question was, prior to this tournament, only one host nation has been eliminated at the group stage. South
2: Africa. <laughs> and okay. now it's Qatar.
1: Anyway. No, no, John, I'll make it harder on him now. Um, who else was eliminated in that group? Tell me that. Oh, for
2: fuck's sake, who was eliminated Fame's,
1: in South Africa's group? Who had the worst fucking Calamitous World
2: Cup in 2010? 2010? hmm France.
1: Yes, Okay, so you get the point. legitimately. Keep
2: on, you yeah, old yeah. and now the pressure is on the Germans. They must score to win the World Cup, John. To win it,
1: as our uh, Spanish commentator has been uh, explaining, there put this yes. one in the net, and it's game over.
2: I make it a stinker, right? I'll make it a stinker. Okay, John, you ready? Yes. Isn't you Lenny ready? John. By the way, who's taking the penalty for you?
0: All time or current crop? All time. Oh, it's gotta be Lothar. Lothar Mateus. Mm. Lothar Mateas,
2: yeah. Captain Fantastic.
0: Mate.
1: Yeah. All right, John. <laughs> oh, ah
3: Lothar, how you are, are,
0: you, are you, my friend?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
0: <sighs> oh oh god. you're like you're metaphorically stepping in front of Lothar as he's taking this penalty. <clears throat> oh I him. am all over. I'm fucking Stampin trying to rough up the, fucking... the penalty spots.
2: Yeah, I've it. had a word in the keepers ear He's I've told him to give yeah. you the fucking eyes. I've told him which way you're going. <laughs>
0: You've shouldered me on the way past,
1: yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, spat in your boots. John, to win it for the Germans, good luck.
2: What uh, was the first World Cup trophy called?
0: Oh,
1: for fuck's
2: sake. I mean, i Jesus Christ. Listen
1: here, you shouldn't be complaining because it's a very tough question and it's for it's your It's not competitor. a fucking tough question. It will keep you in the fucking competition if he misses.
2: No, it won't because you can't pass.
1: Oh, that That's sounds tricky. Weird.
0: I mean... The obvious answer, which I'm going to give, because I don't know any other answer, is the Jewels Remade.
1: <clears throat> okay, firstly, let me explain the rules to Simon. It's for all. If he misses this one, we're going to sudden death. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. Okay. But well, he didn't yeah. miss it, because it is the Jules Remade trophy. The second uh, part to my response to John's answer is, he is wrong. It is yeah. not the Jules Remade trophy.
2: So what was the question? What was the, what was the first World Cup trophy called? But well, I don't get questions. I don't get a chance anyway, do we?
1: Okay, to. so let me explain the answer to you. The Jules mm. Rimet Trophy was the original prize for winning the FIFA World Cup, but it was originally called Victory. Mm. Uh, it yes. was renamed in 1946 to honour the FIFA president, mm. Jules Rimet, who in 1929 had been the one who passed a vote to initiate the competition, which started in
2: 1930. Wow, well, okay. So, oh, so, so all my a trick question? all my tactics work, and Lota Mateus blammed it over the bar, and it's taken it to sudden death. Here we go.
1: Oh, now I have two tiebreaker questions in case we uh, the first one doesn't provide the. Uh, uh, this is this a
2: guess how many pennies in the, the jar right. again? Is it?
1: Um, the first tiebreaker isn't, but I just couldn't resist because I thought it was a fun question. Okay. So, um, Simon, you get to go <clears> first. Okay. Okay So you get to guess first And then John You give me your guess Okay yeah, bottom mm-hmm. line, yeah Right lads No pressure India qualified for the 1950 World Cup in Brazil But they withdrew from the competition For two reasons One was because of financial issues But what was the other reason Simon?
2: Um, Right Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. Why did India withdraw from the 1950 World Cup? I'm going to say... I'm going to say that it was for political reasons. Okay, John?
0: I'm going to say partition happened, what, six, five, six years previous to that and that some of their players were maybe called back to engage in fighting with Pakistan.
1: Hmm, interesting guesses, lads, but neither of them are fucking close to the mark. You're both well wide. The reason India did not play in the World Cup in 1950, which they had qualified for... Is because wow. the Indian players previously had only played barefoot and FIFA's requirement for players to wear shoes <clears> in <throat> matches meant the team wouldn't play.
2: Yeah. They refused to play because they had to wear boots. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have boots. Oh, no. Jesus <laughs> yeah. They had only played
1: barefoot uh, and I can only assume they qualified um, through that's the African continent playing barefoot.
2: I'm sure, that's bad.
1: Not the African continent, the Asian, Middle right. East, wherever, etc. Right then, so this will decide it, okay, because this is a numbers one, all right? Again, all right. I mean, you get to go first. So lads, eight countries have won the World Cup, but how many countries in total have competed in the tournament's history?
2: In all the World Cups, how many countries? In all the bars in all the world. Okay, so... Because it's, was it was an eight, eight teams... I don't think of many World Cups. So the first one was thirty. Oh for fuck's sake! Come on, I'm getting so hungry. hungry. Well, you don't have more food. You just eat the McDonald's, haven't you? Yeah,
1: but like that fills you up for five minutes.
2: I'm going to say seventy. I
1: don't fucking know. Okay, John.
0: How many countries? Uh, I'm going to say seventy-eight.
1: Seventy and seventy-eight. Ooh one of you is only two away from the actual answer. Nah, Burlex. And that person
2: is JC. Isn't it? it is. It's John.
1: No. the answer we were looking for. Easy Jesus. Guess. You're only two away and that means John is this week's winner on a score of 5 to 4. Penalties are over. Oh, the Jesus. Germans are erupting and the Spanish are crying into their paella. I'm the gaffer. Oh, Love it. lovely. Yeah. Gracias.
2: So Muchas gracias, Johannes. Nice best, best of luck in the final. Sets Short it up for the
1: final message. because it is 1-1, uh, one, 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 so to speak, wow. the overall well, score. Right. So will we see you for the final next week?
0: Ah, yeah. I I, I'm, yeah. I'm currently uh, strutting around the stadium, my chest puffed out uh, to the adoring mulleted fans in the German stadium. Your stands. nipples are very hairy.
2: Wow. Oh, I'm
0: so proud of my nipples. But uh, yeah, I'm currently think, uh,
2: consoling Fernando Torres, who didn't bother his bollocks taking a penalty. <laughs> but his highlights look great. Awesome. What did
1: we learn this week, lads? What did we learn this week? We learned that... We
0: learned that if we want to see Simon cry, stick on Scrooge, Yeah, wait till the end, and he'd be blubbering like a little
2: baby. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good enough. All right. With Brian. Mm-hmm. What did you learn this week, ADO? Uh, pff, nothing. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Because I know fucking everything. You do. You do, yeah. <laughs> you do just be
1: petulant um, I learned that me mind well, wonders
2: I think what I've learned this week Ada, is if, if I ever have you around for dinner I'm just going to give you a plate of uncooked Christmas stuffing and you and your brother can kill each other over it oh.
0: bye <laughs>